I'm Amy, your host of Mother Lessons. I'm a postpartum doula supporting women through the transition into motherhood and after through emotional and physical support. Mothers need other mothers and through this podcast we can connect and support each other. Mother Lessons was inspired by the word matrescence. The word was coined in the 70s by anthropologist Dana Raphael. It is the transition period of becoming a mother, similar to a child becoming a teenager through adolescence. Our hormones go wild, our hair and skin change. We learn a whole new dynamic to our bodies and our relationships around us. This podcast is for mothers and mothers-to-be. It's here to support mothers in this massive transition and identity shift, which can happen over many years. We will explore all things mothering ourselves and our children, because mothering ourselves is the first step. Hello, welcome to episode two of Mother Lessons. Today I want to introduce to you Anne-Marie. She is a mother of two and is a rapid uh, transformational therapist and helps women heal their inner child, overcome trauma and regain their self-worth so they can finally leap into light-hearted, abundant adulthood and feel whole. This podcast was recorded at one of my mother's circles and Anne-Marie was a guest there. We had the interview followed by some questions from mothers and then Amory took us through a journey, um, an RTT journey, so a self-hypnosis. This is available for you to also have as a 21-day challenge to reprogram your inner cheerleader. Just uh, click on the link below and it will be sent straight to your inbox. Enjoy. This is Amory and she is a rapid transformational therapist. Um, it's the first time I've really heard of it in, in the last like month since she um, reached out and I just it was just spot on for what I'm into. Um, I in the past I've been really into um, sort of reprogramming, reprogramming the mind but through a little bit of spiritual bypassing by positive thinking and all that kind of thing and recently in the last two or three years I've really been interested in stopping the spiritual bypass and, and realizing that it's not just about um, speaking yourself into positivity and speaking yourself into the mirror that you're beautiful or whatever you want to think and it's actually reprogramming the roots of our childhood and our traumas and this is exactly what Anne-Marie is doing so I'm really excited to have you on um, how are you <laughs> welcome <laughs> thank you thanks a lot I'm really good and I'm really happy to be here I felt drawn every time more and now since we've been all together at home, like the four of us. I feel every time more that I'm drawn into helping other moms and other women through what I've been going through, basically, and what I've been working on. So I felt like, you know, when I saw you, and that's what I told you, right? Well, let's talk to Amy and see if we can do something together. So I really think like, this is where we have to be, helping each other the best way in, in our day-to-day role as, yeah. as moms, partners, and, and women, basically. So how did you come across RTT? Let's just call it RTT for now, because it's a handful yes. to say. <laughs> how did you come across it, and what sort of drew you in to it? Yeah, well, basically the story, I feel like for myself, like RTT called B, uh, and sometimes we feel like we don't understand why we went through one path. It's just because it called us somehow. So basically in 2017, I went through a very difficult emotional time and I started, you know, stop watching TV. I started to change completely the books that I was, that I was reading, uh, change the information that I wanted to look at, to read, whatever. 
And I came across a book, which is called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Lakhiani. And Marisa Peer is one of the person that is interviewed as part of the book. And everything that she was saying was resonating somehow with me. So since this, uh, this time, I started to look into what she was doing, etc. starting to do an online course with her. And I finally find out that she was training therapists. So I thought, okay, this has helped me so much change myself. And it still is because we are all working progress, right? Um, and I felt, okay, I want to become a therapist to help myself first and then help other people around me. So this is really the path that I've been on since then. Nice. And how do you feel like RTT is different to other things that are really similar, like um, EMDR and, and other hypnosis and NLP and all that kind of thing? Like, how did that sort of stand out for you? Basically, you know, like most of the therapies, I think all therapies, the objective is always the same, is to transform ourselves. And now the path that you go through is completely different. Some are longer, some are quicker. The difference with the RTT is that the objective is really to go deep and quick. So the objective is to go to the root cause directly, to understand the emotion, the belief, the soul that has been created around something that happened usually in our childhood. And from there, we create an emotion attached to something that happened, and it follows us during our whole life. So here, the transformation gets from understanding, because if you don't understand what happened, then you can't really change it. Okay. So this is where RTT is really different. So... RTT is based on hypnotherapy, basically. The objective is to get to the subconscious, which is where we have everything that has been registered since we, we were born and even, even before, because we know that the baby still in the belly is already understanding a lot about what's happening around them. Okay. The objective is to understand, and then from the understanding, changing the habit or the thought or the emotion because when we are a child, if something happens, we have to make an understanding of it. Okay, you know, my parents don't play with me. They're not with me. So I'm not lovable. You're a baby. You're a child. You have to create this equals this. Okay, because you have to make an understanding of what's happening in your life at that time. Then you grow up. And even if you don't need that anymore, it's still there. Because you've said that to yourself so many times, so many times as a child, that then you, you grow up, you're a beautiful woman, but somehow you can't find love. And you don't understand why. You don't understand why. You can't even remember what happened when you were a child. Maybe you think that you have an understanding, or maybe it's because of this or that. Things keep happening the same way, you know, always the same guy, always the same relationship. And basically, this is it. Even if you don't need this as a grown-up, as an adult, this is still in your subconscious. The recording is always there. So we get to the understanding, and then we change the understanding. Okay, now you're a grown-up. You don't need that anymore. You used to need the love of your parents, but now you can give yourself the love you need. You don't need anybody else. Either yeah. your mom, dad, partner, whatever. I love that. It's, yeah, it's all about understanding and self 
reflection and getting to know yourself deeper and deeper and like what better work to be doing that when we're mothers and mothers to be as well, especially mothers to be. I had a lot of questions on Instagram yesterday when I just put out some questions of um, mothers preparing for motherhood, not even being pregnant. They haven't even started, you know, trying, but I love the fact that people are now preparing their minds to be a mother because to be a mother is such a big thing. And all our childhood programming is going to affect how we mother and how we show up to our kids and how we cope and all that kind of thing. So this kind of work is just so powerful. I'm getting tingles because I feel like we need to be, we need to be doing the work daily to be showing up for our kids and, and we need to show up for ourselves first. Right. And you mentioned um, that um, even when the kid is in the belly growing in the womb, um, it's already affected. Like, do you, how do you think mothers that are pregnant can affect, uh, can sort of use RTT effectively for like a calm birth or a calm, can you use it for a calm birth, for birthing? Yes. Basically, RTT can work from, you know, even before, as you were saying, somebody is thinking of getting pregnant, somebody that is struggling getting pregnant. Sometimes there's what we call and explain infertility. And this is a tough topic. But sometimes, somewhere in our subconscious, we don't think we deserve or we think it's too painful or whatever because of stories we've heard or because we had a tough time giving birth to our first baby. Then the second one takes time, takes time, takes time for whatever reason. So RTT can help you change the emotion you have around something that happened. Okay, so this is before. Then during pregnancy, uh, it can help you get the calm, get the confidence that you have everything in you that you need to be a good mother, because this is the truth. But we've all forgotten that, right? When I had my first baby, I had never had a baby in my hand. I didn't even know what to do. I called my mom because I was, you know, I didn't know what to do because I had I never had a baby in my hands. So, but we, we know that we knew what to do, but somehow things got forgotten. And this is where your, your work is so important as well, because we have to remember we have everything in ourselves. Mm, yeah. So it is also a form of getting there, you know, remembering that it's innate to a woman to know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Have you got any um, stories? I mean, you, your, your page is full of testimonials, so it's really, really powerful. You can see that. But have you got any stories that stick out in your head, either for yourself or from a client that obviously all confidential, but that you could share with us just to inspire us and maybe a mother related if you have one? Yeah, I, I, can, I can share one. And um, even yesterday I was um, um, asking my client as she was going. Basically, the story is that uh, you're a mom and you have your first child and everything's fine, okay? And from the day your second child um, comes, then the relationship with the first one changes completely. Like you feel like you're not born to him anymore. And there's this gap that's created. 
And um, my client called me because she didn't want understand what was happening. She went through several type of other therapies before to understand what was happening. First of all, we usually try to understand what's happening with the child, but then we understand that we have to work on ourselves first because they are a reflection of us, right? They are our teachers and not the other way around. And through RTT, what did we understand? We understand that, okay, it was a family of two brothers and sisters. And when the second one was born, my client was the first one and felt like he was left out. So basically, in his own family, then that got created again when the second one was born. Somehow, without understanding, you're recreating what you've seen. Because the understanding is, okay, when the second one comes, the first one loses the love of the parents. You're almost validating your own story through recreating it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And through RTT and understanding that, they're recreating a completely different relationship within the family. And thanks to the therapy that they went through just before what we, we are going through right now, it was really good because as now they are all in family, closed in the house, that came just at the right time. Mm. So this is one of the stories. But basically it's really getting to the understanding of, okay, what emotion have I attached to that? Mm. And I'm keeping validating, as you were saying, in my everyday life. Do you do any sort of like imagining? So like um, imagining your childhood in a different way. So if you had an absent father, you imagine one that isn't absent or even your own father that was um, present. Do you do any sort of imaginings like that? Or can you talk about the process a little bit more and what we'll, we'll be expecting? Yeah. Basically, during the RITT session, we go back, as I was saying, which is called, uh, you know, regression. You go back to scenes from your childhood. And what we do is together, because we have a conversation, hypnosis is simply you're in a deep, relaxation state, but we are having a conversation. And basically I ask questions and we both do the detectives to understand, okay, this happened, which emotion is attached to that, which is the belief. And to understand that, okay, but now you don't need that anymore. Okay. We don't recreate the past. We go there, we understand, we see it, we review it, you know, and we understand what happened. And how this that happened at that time is influencing your life today. Mm-hmm. And how it doesn't need to influence it anymore, you know? And then we recreate. We draw new pathways to recreate habits and recreate good beliefs in the life today. So the transformation goes that way. Then the session ends with a recording, one we are going to do today together which is really good. The installation of the inner cheerleaders is really, really good for moms and moms-to-be and for women in general. But this one is, is more, more for moms and moms-to-be because this is the, the theme for today. But basically, then you have to listen to the recording for 21 days because we are animals of habits, right? We have to recreate the good habits. 
So it's really important to listen to the recording for 21 days to change this. And this is a quick process in the sense that in 21 days, you see the change, the transformation happening. And then after the 21 days, is there like a maintenance or do you go back to it? Or how do you sort of see that you've made the change? How is there like some sort of measure or how, how, what do you recommend after the 21 days? Some people feel like they need to listen to it a bit more, like one week more. Um, some people sometimes go back to that, you know, like if you have a, a tough day, you can, can go back to your, to your recording. It's always there for you to use. The important time is really 21 days. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Focusing on that. Mainly, uh, ITT is also different from other therapies because you deal with what you have to deal in two to three sessions. Okay. Sometimes okay. just one session. Oh, wow. This okay. is where it is very different from other therapies. Oh. The objective is really to resolve and transform quickly rapidly and efficiently yeah amazing sounds good we all want that don't we <laughs> um i'm going to ask you uh unrelated quite two unrelated questions are there any books that have really shaped the way your path and the, and just have inspired you and would really re recommend to mothers or just people in general yeah, the first book, uh, I would say that that's the one I've read, which really changed um, the way I was thinking things. So you, uh, the code of the... Again? I'm going to write it in the... Yeah, the it's called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Lakhiani. So it's really a very, very big change of mindset of how we see the world, you know, how mm -hmm. we can change ourselves, how we can recreate ourselves. Okay, this is really, really good in that sense, our, our, our mind works. I'd say I've, I've thought about that, that and uh, I, I really like Marisa Peer, so I'd say her books are really good, but there's Absolutely. one that really changed, there's one that really, um, really changed me in the sense that since I had my, my children, I don't, I don't have much time. So this is something that we talked together, Amy, if you remember. We were saying, okay, we have to wake up early to do our things, etc. So there's a book that was really, really good for me, which is um, a book by Hal Elrold, Miracle Morning. Uh, <laughs> I see Florence. She's <laughs> yeah. validating it. Basically, it changed me in the sense that now I wake up at five, five and a half every day. And this is when I do my stuff. And um, like the, the 5am club or something. I've never read it, but I, I know this kind of. Yeah, book, there's yeah. a, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a different, um, I think it's Robin Sharma, this one, 5am. Uh, but basically the, um, the main thing is wake up early while everybody's sleeping and do what you have to do. So oh, yeah. it's really changed me because I had my me time, my meditation time. So this, this really changed the game for me since I have my, my, my children. Yeah, totally. I think it's oh, a really good, good book uh, to, to have a look at. Um, and what, which people or um, have sort of transformed the way you mother or support the way you mother and mother yourself and mother your children? And they can be in real life people or they can be famous, whatever, like any inspirations that have really 
that you follow maybe like I've got people that I follow on Instagram that really support me as a mother, but also mothering myself because we have to start with ourselves. Right. Yeah. I think that, um, first of all, my influence, what I feel like is my influence today. Well, one, one person that I follow, he's called Dr. Shefali. Oh yeah. I love it's a her. So hmm? it's a woman, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So I really love her because she's, um, she's unconscious parenting, but she's also really about personal development. So she helps you around your children, but also she inspires you to work on yourself a lot. So I, I like her a lot. Apart from that, today I feel like my big, big teachers are my children more than anybody else. Because there's a really funny thing that ITT also have helped me understand uh, through the years since I have my my children. Um, And the truth is we only knew our parents when they became parents. Okay. So I started to feel like in my relationship with my partner or with my children, I was reacting uh, strange ways, you know, like if I was on autopilot, I was reacting and I wasn't any, not even thinking of what I was doing, saying, saying whatever. And I understood step by step, I wasn't me reacting, you know, it was something I've seen, I've learned. So now when I, when I see my relationship with my kid, and if I see that it goes a bit too far or whatever, I try to have a step back and think, okay, what's, what's happening here? Is it you? Is it you reacting? Is it the way you want to react or not? And I try to learn from that. I feel that they are my big um, teachers. Yeah, because they're just showing like our triggers, aren't they? So we can actually, every time we get triggered, we can learn from that trigger and question like, where's that coming from? And then use techniques like RTT to reprogram it. And I think we, our generation, these people on here, we're the people that are trying to change parenting from our 80s parents of, you know, shame and punishment and um, all the things. Um, And there's just a massive sort of... um, paradigm shift of just respectful peaceful slow parenting um and i feel like for us who've had 80s parents who were very different to that i'm speaking generally of course but um we we definitely need to reprogram our brain because we're going to obviously have these reactions from our parents and we need to be just self-aware right so they are our biggest teacher i 100 percent agree with you 100 percent. exactly and we are torn between what you say we want to change but then we have this influence. So we always like, you know, trying to, okay, ooh, I have to stop here and think, and okay, what do I want for my family? Yeah, what do, then, what relationship then, do I want to create? Totally. And then also just the guilt that comes in, the mother guilt, you know, that women feel so much of when you do, you know, fail, which we never fail, but that's how we feel when we go into those old patterns. How do we then yeah, bring ourselves back with kindness yeah. and love and, you know, all that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I would like to open up um, the floor if anyone else has got any questions before we go into um, the journey. Does anyone have any questions for anne And if you do, just unmute yourself. Ah, yeah. Kathy, and then I'll unmute you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was wondering, is there like a way to repair something when the damage is done? Like if you, because some, most of the time I feel I'm conscious, but some, most of the time when I'm reactive, I'm not conscious. So how do you sort of like get back into consciousness? Like when you, like when you screamed or yelled and you sort of, feel agitated and bad and you see your child is crying is there like a way to repair this gray zone within yourself together with your child or how do you how do you sort of i don't know <laughs> i understand what you mean basically when we change inside everything around us change so the first thing like i was saying that my client the first thing that that they did was to take the child to the um, to the therapist and then the therapist say, okay, now come yourself. So we have to change ourselves. And yeah. if we change ourselves, they will automatically level up. So how RTT helps is it's not, it's not the event mm -hmm. because you can have somebody that had a very big trauma, but they managed to somehow resolve it. Or you can have just somebody that went through like felt really ashamed of your situation, you know, within the family and the parents said something and they felt so ashamed that it got embedded in the subconscious. And the situation might look like, a, you know, like nothing could come out of those, the, this uh, small situation, but the person got so ashamed somehow that the child created a definition, you know? Yeah. And this is where we go. We go back to understand, okay, this happened and I linked this emotion or this definition to it. Like ourselves, like I come from a family where my parents were fighting all the time. Yeah. So this is what I've seen since I was born until today. So this is tricky because this is the image I got of what's a couple. Mm. Okay, so this is what I have to work on myself. So when this is what happens, it's normal that your first reaction is what you've learned so many years. So we go back and we understand this is not you. This is the way uh, your parents created their life. But it's, this is not you and this is not what you want. And then what we do after this understanding, we create new habits, which is, okay, you, Cassia, tell me what you want. And this is what we are going to make true for you, mm. you know, through the whole transformation and the recording. Basically, this is how it works. Okay. okay. But it's not the event. It's really mm. the emotion that we attach. Because we can go back and see that the event looked like it's nothing. Like one of my clients went back to a situation where they wanted a toy and the parents didn't want the toy. And the parents said something in the shop and the child felt so 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 ashamed that got the impression okay i don't deserve anything mm. you know and this shame kept on kept on building up until today and now the person is 40 years old and they don't manage to make things come true in their life because they feel that they don't deserve the beautiful toy the beautiful job the beautiful whatever come up you know mm. I understand. I hope I've answered your, your question. Yes, yes, I, I understand. Yes.
Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Vaida? And if any questions come up at a later date, just feel free to, to contact me directly. I want to ask a question as well. So you mentioned that this therapy helps to go back into the root cause of any issue you might possibly have. And it's relatively short time, 21 day, right? To dig into something. But what if, for example, during that period, you come up that it's not one issue or one cause of your actions right now that is shadowing from behind, but what is the various or the linear, you know, issues? Do you feel that this period is enough to to sort it or is just to tap into it? How, how does it really work? I understand you, you mean that may, maybe there's different issues, right? Yes, okay. yes exactly. Because it's, it's unrolling, I guess, you know, with every day, like if you're digging deeper and deeper, you might find that it's not just one, but it's like attached little issues that um, yeah. can come up. So is it, is it recommended to follow this practice for longer than 21 days or you feel that um, 21 days is enough to, to find the answers for that? What I was telling is for RTT, the normal is to do between two to three sessions and sometimes just one session is enough. So during the two to three sessions, if you peel the onion, which is a bit what you say, yeah, uh, the person could come and say, okay, I want to work on, you know, for example, self-confidence. So we would work on self-confidence and usually self-confidence would show up in various different things, you know, like uh, could be relationship, could be at work, whatever. It can touch on different things. And we could see later at a later date that there are still things that don't work somehow. So our brain also tricks us because it doesn't want us to change. It's difficult to change for our brain. It wants to always keep its energy. And when we change, it has to use its energy. So it's always you're not trying to protect us and to block us from changing. So what we do in the second session is, for example, understanding why it keeps blocking us, why there's this, this auto-sabotage, you know? So this would be uh, an ongoing work. What I see is, for example, for people that are in, um, in deep depression, then two to three sessions need to be done. Because sometimes a person wants to work firstly on anxiety, for example, but then we see that some other things come up. Because until we get really depressed, uh, a lot of things are bidding up. Okay. Now, if we want to work on something like um, lovability or self-confidence, sometimes just one session is enough. It really depends on what we want to, to work on and what comes up during the session but you can work on, on anything. Thank you. And sometimes just by working on one, as I was saying, self-confidence, you can see transformation through different stuff in your life just by working on one. Because if you, if you work on the root, it can touch di different, different categories in your life, basically. It could even change you physically just working on, on self-confidence. That was a real treat, especially at the end, having that journey. Um, I've been doing the RTT self-hypnosis that Anne-Marie gave us for five days now, and I love the simplicity of putting it on every morning and listening to it to the same words of encouragement. 
I've been feeling shifts as if I'm growing into new boots. If you would like to do the 21 day self-hypnosis challenge, just sign up below and it'll get delivered straight to your inbox. You can also join my private mother's Facebook group by clicking below also. And Anne-Marie's there to answer questions. She's really, really available throughout your 21 day reprogramming journey wherever you start. So that's really, really helpful. Thank you for listening. So happy to have you by my side. Uh, You, if it wasn't for you listening, I'd just be talking to myself. So thank you. Have a good week.